Good morning, Pioneer Baseball League fans. This is the PBL Show, and I am your host, Brandon Anderson. Welcome back. It has been a while. The last episode officially went up on, or the first chapter per se, went up on February 12th. It is now March 4th. Finally getting around to not being sick. Um, Obviously, if you follow the Gram Slam podcast, that show returned this uh, previous Wednesday. It is Saturday morning, and do I have a lot of information to go over from the last two weeks, almost three weeks of uh, no episodes. But man, a lot, a lot of news dropped over the last couple weeks, especially coming out of the Rocky Mountain Vibes camp. Man, oh man, had they made quite a bit of announcements. I kind of tease about the fact that Uh, The Grand Slam podcast was all about the Rocky Mountain vibes, and then I kind of had to change the format because there was just nothing about the Rocky Mountain vibes happening. I didn't want to take a long hiatus. Sure enough, as I switch it to the PBL show, there is tons of Rocky Mountain vibe news, but we've got also a lot of other news, a lot of signings, and essentially a look overall at the upcoming 2022 season and just what exactly everything has to do especially talking about the MLB lockout as well today Um, and then some little minor history of the Pioneer Baseball League if you are not aware of the history I've got all the details here but let's go ahead let's rewind a couple weeks back when the Um, Rocky Mountain Vibes officially came out and have announced that the organization has officially announced for the 2022 season that they will still be partnering with the uh, Monclova Steelers. And this will be the Vibes' second year with uh, the Monclova uh, connection. They will kind of... As I've uh, talked about in the past, they'll kind of serve as like a triple A type team for the Mexican uh, Major League Baseball type league and uh, for the Monclova Steelers. This is, again, the second time that they have had this contract. They uh, most likely will be bringing back players from the 2021 season as far as uh, what I am understanding. And then, of course... If anything, the other big announcement from the Rocky Mountain Vibes uh, just came this past Monday. They announced that they were dropping two new jerseys, a 2022 home jersey and officially a hometown series jersey. And I'll tell you right off the bat, when they dropped the new home-filled jersey entitled Let's Get Toasty, If you uh, follow the Instagram page, you did see these uh, jerseys posted. The home field jersey is a white jersey with blue sleeves and a toasty logo on the chest, um, like right over the heart. And then, of course, the Vibes logo on the sleeve. Uh, They do also have a dark blue Toasty hat. Um, This may be similar to one they had last year, but the style, at least in the rendition, looks a little different. And then, of course, uh, roughly about probably nine hours later, they introduced the Hometown Series jersey. And 
as they put it, there's no place like home here in Colorado Springs. Obviously, I have I was born and raised here, and this jersey again is a baby blue representing the blue Colorado Springs skies, and then of course it says the springs on it with the uh, Vibes logo and Toasty logo on both sleeves, and then of course kind of giving a uh, blue and white, uh, dark blue and white, uh, like outlining of the logos. And then of course the hat, which is amazing is a baby blue and then a dark blue rim with the CS for color Springs. Pretty awesome hometown gear. Um, I, I will be honest when these first dropped, I was not too fond of them. I, I was very critiquing them. I didn't like them. I thought they were very, very plain. I still kind of think there is a little bit of plainness to them, um, compared to what they have had in the past with the Rocky Mountain Vibes team. I thought definitely as I've talked about on the Graham Slam podcast and when I did my, uh, Jersey uh, series basically voting on the top uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes jerseys. Um, the 2021 uh, salute to the military jerseys they had were white, red, white, and blue type colors. And these jerseys were amazing. A lot of the players liked them. The fans really liked them. Um, I picked up one in a jersey auction. But overall, a lot of people were asking the Vibes to actually, re- like, essentially make these their home uniform and remove the, like, military because, obviously, your home jersey is not going to be saluting the military every game. Um, but, man, like I said, these jerseys are definitely uh, were amazing for that military and whatnot. You can definitely go back uh, and look on this page, the, the uh, PBL Show's Instagram page. You will see... Those uh, posts with the different jerseys that the Rocky Mountain Vibes had. Um, If you're a fan of any of the other teams, definitely check those out. Um, I have heard a announcement that we should be seeing the uh, NOCO Owls jersey uniform uh, here soon as well. Um, They made a post, I believe, yesterday on Friday um, about that. But, yeah, the Rocky Mountain Vibes essentially... They they made some announcements. It wasn't like the massive thing, but of course we've all been waiting for that official announcement that the Rocky Mountain Vibes were going to be working with the Monclova Steelers again and being their farm system. Again, if you've listened to the Grand Slam podcast, you know my thoughts on this. I I, I, I didn't think the experiment worked very well. Um, obviously the vibes were the worst team in the pioneer league. Um, but essentially, yeah, there is just a, a lot of things that did not work out well for the Rocky mountain vibes during the, um, 2021 season. Uh, now of course, when all the team players ended up going to, uh, back to Monclova for winter ball, they essentially at that point, um, ended up basically winning the uh, Winter League's championship, went through different series, were the top team in the league. And it was a, it was mainly a lot of the same players that played um, during the 2021 20, uh, Vibe season. So 
when you really break down everything for the Rocky Mountain vibes, it is going to be interesting of what happens this season. And if the Rocky Mountain vibes end up being the last in the league again, uh, it is something that may be considered um, with the ownership if they do continue the overall uh, Monclova experiment or whatever they're doing with it, basically being the farm system. I, I don't know what the overall goal of Monclova Steelers are for this, if they care that the team is winning or losing. Um, I don't know if they're just trying to de- develop their players and bring them up to the major leagues in um, Mexico or whatnot. So I, it'll be remain to be seen what happens there. But good luck to the Rocky Mountain Vibes this year. Good luck to all the Pioneer League teams. It is going to be a great season, which is going to lead me into a great segue here is the MLB lockout. Let me tell you this. This is going to be a little bit of a rant. I have always had an issue with professional sports organizations or leagues. Whether it be the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, I kind of don't have a problem with because they really don't have much issues. Obviously, they've had lockouts. But nothing essentially like MLB is going through right now. Um, we have already, we're at the point where the first two series of MLB have been canceled. So there is not going to be, baseball will not start on time for Major League Baseball. And there's a lot riding on this. Obviously, the minor leagues are not affected by this lockout, which says a lot. Um, the independent leagues, such as the PBL, Pioneer Baseball League, are not affected by this. They are playing as normal. But what this really does affect is the players that essentially are trying to get to the major leagues. Now, of course, all these Pioneer League players or whatnot from the 2021 season, a lot of them have signed contracts with MLB clubs. Now, of course, these contracts are minor league teams or minor league contracts. But if you continue this lockout... You could strive very well at the minor league level, but you're not going to have a place to actually get called up to. So what then happens? Is it just a waste of time, a waste of a contract? There's so many questions. Or will these players even get a chance? Because the biggest problem of this lockout is there is talk between MLB and these uh MLB Players Association and stuff, that they may be cutting even more minor league teams as time goes on. We just experienced Major League Baseball cutting all these minor league teams. We experienced it here in Colorado Springs with the Rocky Mountain Vibes. They lost the MLB affiliation. It was then formed into the Pioneer Baseball League, which we can all be thankful for because if there was an affiliation... There may not be baseball soon enough, depending on what Major League Baseball decides to do. And the MLB commissioner, uh, frankly, he is the biggest piece of crap that I've ever seen in my life, ever. And it's just a bunch of greedy billionaires fighting and or arguing 
with their players who who make millions of dollars. The the MLB contracts that are not minor league, of course, but those major league contracts, those guys make so much money. And then you take a you st- take a step back and you look at the Pioneer Baseball League or these independent leagues. These players aren't making much at all. And they're not they want to get the opportunity to move into the major leagues or whatever the plan may be for their career. But that that may not happen this year. Baseball will continue to be locked out potentially. And then where do we go from here as fans? And to be honest, as as time has gone on, I've kind of sheltered away from like watching baseball. Obviously, I watched playoffs, championship games, the World Series, and that type of stuff. But during the season, I really don't watch that much baseball anymore unless it's like the Rocky Mountain Vibes, it's like the Pioneer League. These independent leagues show more heart and strength and ability to play a game without whining and complaining about the pay that they're getting. It is absolutely ridiculous that Major League Baseball is continuing to go down this route and the the commissioner that is dragging baseball down with it. He was on an interview the other day on ESPN laughing because they couldn't get the season started to an extent. And it's just like, how dare you and how disgusting of a person you are to essentially have this issue where you have all these fans that are supporting Major League Baseball and you have these players that are wanting to play, but then you, you're you just going to not make any type of deal. Here's my prediction. Here's my theory. My theory is these greedy people will not come to a deal. Most likely, this lockout will go through most of the summer <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll go through most of the summer, if not the entire season. I think we're just to a point where we are not going to get a baseball season this year. And you know what's going to happen? Independent leagues like the Pioneer Baseball League, like the Pecos League, all these other leagues in America with these lower level players, these independent games where you can afford to go to a game to an extent. They are going to flourish in this environment. And it is exactly what I've been talking about for years with going kind of over to like the XFL football league that is essentially going to be starting again next year. There's the USFL that could be starting next uh, month. These independent leagues, as much as they may be working with the ultimate professional league, NFL, MLB, whatever it may be, it's one of these things where these these organizations are going to start flourishing when these professional athletes, these professional teams, owners, commissioners, things like that, continue to go down these routes of locking out players, locking out the game. It's the opportunity for someone else to step up. And that's what I think is going to happen this summer. I think this year is going to be the the summer of independent baseball. College baseball as well. High school baseball. Go out and support high school baseball. Because if there's no major leagues, we can support the players trying to get there. So when the major leagues do, can, or do you know, fasten up their 
their cleats or whatever, tie their cleats and actually get back to work, independent leagues will still be here holding down the fort, ready to advance to show MLB what players are like and wanting to do. So, again, this is kind of like I said, it's a rant. I am disgusted by this whole situation, especially the year after my own baseball team, the Atlanta Braves, won the World Series, and we get nothing to celebrate. Nothing. We are on lockout, and nobody wants to come together to fix the situation. Now, I hope I eat my words with this, and baseball works out a deal this week, upcoming week. And by the next episode, we have a date of when baseball starts. But I highly doubt it. And again, I still stand by my prediction that independent leagues will be what really matters this summer. And going into the fall with playoffs and different championships, I think it's going to it's going to shine. It's going to shine massively. And but but again, Going back to football even, because this kind of revolves around that, if MLB continues their lockout and there's not any baseball on television, the USFL, if it gets started, there's some legal issues going on right now with some ownership, with uh, Fox Sports and everything. But if it gets started up in April and there's no baseball, this football league could, could just flourish in this environment as well spring football could be very successful in america with no baseball on tv because nl or nba is wrapping up right now nhl is about to wrap up there's not going to be any sports on television until the nfl returns in august if other than like the usfl if MLB does not come back, that leaves a lot of marketing and a lot of sports networks with nothing. They're going to try to get something. Maybe some of these independent leagues will be televised. Maybe ESPN will step up, come out to some Pioneer Baseball Leagues. I'm sure the Pioneer League would invite them and welcome them into any stadium to broadcast any of their games to television this summer. It would be amazing to see if MLB continues their worthless lockout that has no merit and should have been fixed a long time ago, but the commissioner wants to hold the league hostage. That's all this is. So that's enough of my rant. I appreciate everyone listening. I hope every baseball fan out there shares my struggle with this. But I think this could actually, in the long run, be an amazing thing for the for the Pioneer League. End of story. I, I think it's going to be massive in that extent. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into some of the signings that we saw over the past couple weeks. And let's first start off with the Idaho... Idaho. Yeah. The Yeah, Idaho Falls Chuckers. So first off, on back on February 17th, they signed Dallas Binder uh, to a contract. He is an infielder. Uh, don't have much information, background information on him. Uh, Thomas 
Debenville, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He has re-signed with the Chuckers. Um, he had 12 home runs, 77 RBIs, and just seven, in the 70 games he played in in the t- uh, 2021 season. And then they signed two players, uh, Devin Fisher and Tyler Pfeiffer, or Pfeiffer, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, both of those I don't have much information on either. And then, of course, just the other day, uh, they have re-signed Tyler Wyatt. Uh, during the 2021 season, Tyler played in 13 games, batted 48 times, scoring 14 runs, hitting three home runs, and was responsible for nine RBIs in those 13 games, uh, ending the season with a uh, .208 average. So, um, And then, of course, we had a pitcher, Joe Slocum, come back. He is actually from... Uh, Colorado, he uh, actually pitched for the uh, UCCS Mountain Lions. If you're familiar here in Colorado Springs with UCCS College, it is the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. Um, He is uh, returning to the Chuckers as well. And in 2021, he pitched in 15 games with four wins and five losses, pitching 58.1 innings and throwing 27 strikeouts with an ERA of 7.10. Next up on the list is the the Boise Hawks. They signed Anthony Walters, infielder. Anthony Walters comes from the St. Louis... Lucy Metz, where he uh, last played last season, he clocked in 108 at-bats, uh, .156 average, 8 RBIs, 3 stolen bases. Uh, next up for the Hawks uh, was Kobe Lopez, infielder. Um, he is from Orlando, Florida. Um, not much information on previous years with him. And then, of course, just the other day, uh, the Boise Hawks signed uh, I, I'm going to really mess this name up, so I really do apologize. I believe it's Hola Duduit. Do, do do it. Um, he comes from Hawaii, where he finished the 2021 season with the Concordia University Arvine um, with the following stats. 36 games he appeared in, collecting 47 hits in 149 at-bats, resulting in a point. 315 batting average, scored 24 runs, hit six doubles, and drove in 16 RBIs and slugged .389, um, walked nine times and finished uh, with a .352 on-base percentage, stole four bases, recorded 84 assists, and finished the season with a .925 fielding percentage. And recorded five sacrifice hits. He set an all-time CUI hit record on 5-7-2021 with a career hit 250. Um, He hit his first home run on senior day. Um, He was the second team all-Pac West. Uh, He made the the second team. Pac West Defensive Player of the Year and Academic All-Pac West Team. Uh, congratulations to the Boise Hawks on securing him. Uh, he does, looking at his history in Hawaii, he does have quite a bit of a history with all those records. So good luck to him. 
Uh, next up, we move on to the uh, Glacier Range Riders. They officially signed their first player since taking the Range Riders identity. Um, I was corrected by one of their, I, I believe, team managers that they have signed quite a bit of players prior uh, to naming the team uh, when they first were starting to build the season. So I do apologize for that mistake, but I did update it. Um, but uh, Ryan Cash, as a middle infielder, has been signed. Um, he, prior to signing, um, he has played in Oklahoma, or played at Oklahoma State, and he is from uh, Plano, Texas, and he normally plays second base. So we'll see what he plays for the Glacier Range Riders this year. And then, of course, we have two big announcements for, like I was talking about earlier, players signing with MLB clubs. The Missoula Paddleheads pitcher Palmer Wenzel has officially signed with the Houston Astros organization. Um, he is uh, moving up. That was on February 17th. And then, of course, on uh, just four days ago, we had some breaking news out of the uh, Great Falls Voyagers team. Uh, catcher Kyle Hayes has had his contract bought out by the Kansas City Royals organization. Um, so he is just another one in the line of talent moving up from the PBL to the MLB. Good luck to him. And like I said, I, I really good luck to these players that are going to the MLB organizations and these minor league teams because I really hope it works out. I hope Major League gets their crap worked out so these players actually have um, jobs. They have advancement after these uh, signings. And then, of course, last but not all, still out of Great Falls Voyager, they have uh, welcomed Pablo Averillo. Averillo. Um, he is an All-American first-team selection by uh, Kaiser University. Had 118 strikeouts along with a 10-3 and record. Good luck, Pablo, in that 2022 season with the Great Falls Voyagers. Look forward to seeing him pitch. But yeah, that is essentially all the news that I have for this episode. Um, great signings by a lot of the teams. We obviously had the jersey releases for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. We're looking forward to the NoCo Owls jerseys coming up. I do not believe that we have officially seen the Glacier um, Range Riders jerseys or uniforms yet. So I'm assuming those will come as well soon. Um, but, man, there is a, a lot of news over the last couple of weeks, a lot of signings and everything. But we welcome all these new players to the Pioneer League and the ones returning from last year. It's going to be a good season, and I really am hopeful for probably one of the best Pioneer League seasons we have ever had. Um, and I hope that uh, is across the board for attendance and everything let's go ahead and uh, move on to the main topic of today's episode and that is talking about the history of the pioneer league and just to give you some little background story on the pioneer baseball league if you're new here new to the league new following it 
Let's go ahead and get right on into this history. So the Pioneer Baseball League actually began back in 1939 with six teams in Idaho and Utah operating at the Class C level. The original six teams were the Boise Pilots, Lewiston Indians, Ogden Reds, uh, Pocello Cardinals, I believe is how you pronounce it, Salt Lake City Bees, and the Twin Falls Cowboys. With a, with players in short supply due to World War II, the league suspended operations for the 1943 through 1945 seasons. In 1948, the league expanded by adding two teams in Montana, the Billings Mustangs and the Great, Fall, Great Falls Electrics. In these early years, teams in the league either operated independently or were affiliated with the Major League Baseball, MLB, or the Pacific Coast League, the PCL, parent clubs as the PCL was attempting to grow but ultimately failed into a major league. When Major League Baseball's Los Angeles Dodgers disciplined the PCL's Hollywood Stars in 1958, the Stars relocated and became the new Salt Lake, Salt Lake City Bees remaining in the PCL and taking away the Pioneer League's largest market. By 1959, the Pioneer League was shut was down to six teams, Billings and Great Falls, along with the Boise Braves, Idaho Falls, Russet, Russet um, Missoula Timberjacks, and the Pocello Athletics. The league operated at the Class A level for one year in 1963 before changing to a rookie league in 1964. That is where there was only four teams in the league, the Idaho Falls Angels, Magic Valley Cowboys, uh, Pocello Chiefs, and the Treasure Valley Cubs. By 1978, the league had again grown to eight teams um, with Billings and Idaho Falls along with the um, Brute Copper Kings, Calgary Cardinals, Great Falls Giants, Helena Phillies, uh, Lethbridge Dodgers, and the Medicine Hat Blue Jays with the expansion of the 1986 with the expansion of 1986 uh, when there were six teams there have been eight teams in the league since in 2016 total league attendance was 616,686 down slightly from the 2015 total of 633,622 after the 2018 season the Helena Brewers relocated the Color Springs where they now play as the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, as the start of the 2020 season was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic before being canceled on June 30th, making the 2019 season the league's last as an MLB-affiliated league of minor league baseball. In conjunction with the, uh, con the contract of minor league baseball in 2021, the Pioneer League was converted to an independent baseball league and was granted a status as an MLB partner league. The reconfigured league continued with the same franchises using the same identities with the exception of the Orem Owls um, who were relocating to Windsor, Colorado as the NOCO Owls or Northern Colorado Owls. The Boise Hawks also joined the Pioneer League in 2021 after moving from the Northwest League. And then the Pioneer League announced a five-year naming rights deal, um, as we've talked about on the show, between the league and the ticket vendor, Ticket Smarter, um, that will have the league go as the Pioneer 
Baseball League presented by Ticket Smarter starting in time for the 2022 season. We obviously know all the uh, current teams, but essentially there is a lot of things that the Pioneer League has to offer. I appreciate everyone following along on This is the PBL Show, and we'll be back here next week, same time, next Saturday morning, and hopefully we have some more news to break from the Pioneer League. Hopefully it starts getting busy as we get closer to the first pitch, which is just about two two months and eh, about three weeks away cannot wait for baseball to return so look forward to next week's episode i'm going to try to keep these episodes of the uh pioneer or this is the pbl show down to about 30 the 40 minutes per show and then as the season comes in we will start trying to figure out how i'm going to cover the exact season i i'm thinking every couple nights of having some um some episodes reviewing games. Um, but as time goes on, we'll see where that goes. But again, I appreciate everybody that is here that is listening. If you haven't done so already, please follow me on Instagram at this is the PBL show. And then of course, follow like, and of course download or subscribe to the podcast and all your favorite podcast providers. Episodes will automatically download to your uh, podcast uh, players, especially on Google Podcasts. If you subscribe, you can instantly get the episodes downloaded to your app when they go live and are posted on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. So look forward to having a great week, everyone. And this, again, has been the PBL Show. Thank you. Have a great one. Have a great week, and let's go Pioneer League. Like I said, MLB, you better work your crap out. We need a league. We need players to have something to look forward to. But if not, we're here to take the show and run with it. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.